Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the latest edition of the CTSS Quiz. This is September 2012, back to school time. We have 10 terrific cases. Hopefully you like them all. So let's go through them without any further ado. This is a great case. This is a patient with a gunshot wound to the, to the pelvis and thigh, and I asked you for the best diagnosis. Very nicely, I'm showing you with volume rendering with more and less opacity, and what you can see is obvious bleeding from the region of the left the superficial femoral artery, but then you see this large collection, this, what is a pseudoaneurysm arising off the SFA. So just a very nice example of a pseudoaneurysm post-trauma, one of the common uh, uh, things that you do see with patients with uh, gunshot wounds or with knife wounds. Again, in terms of differential diagnosis, A is really true. There's an active bleed, but it's more than that. It's a pseudoaneurysm. That's the key finding. There's no dissection present, and this is not an Ehlers-Danlos case. It was related to the patient's gunshot wound. A very, very nice example. I chose this case because I've made this point in, in a few of my lectures lately, but when you look at this case with a patient with hematuria, there's a very subtle enhancing lesion at about 7 o'clock in the bladder. And this is the reason we do arterial phase imaging. Small bladder cancers, and this was in fact a small bladder cancer, enhance on early phase imaging. It's very subtle. These lesions are only a few millimeters in size, very easy to miss. Surely if you only scan late phase, you may not appreciate them with the bladder not distended or with contrast in the bladder. A very subtle lesion. My advice, you see a small bladder lesion enhancing, be concerned about cancer, and do cystoscopy. No, this was not stone disease, and urachal cancers occur at about 12 o'clock, and this is obviously no evidence of renal cell carcinoma. This is a great example of a bladder cancer. This is a great case, and what I asked you was for the least likely diagnosis, and I wasn't trying to be tricky. What you're looking at here is thickening of the descending colon to sigmoid colon, this fiber fatty proliferation. And in fact, this was ulcerative colitis. It could be, you might think of Crohn's disease. It can give a very similar appearance. It really doesn't look like colon cancer. You can get colon cancer and ulcerative colitis, but I don't see a discrete mass, but it's something to consider. Pseudomembranous colitis is probably the least likely diagnosis. I know it's a tough call, pseudomembranous colitis versus uh, primary colon cancer as the least likely answer, but with pseudomembranous colitis, you have much more wall thickening. You have these really edematous folds, and you often have ascites. So in my mind, the least likely diagnosis is pseudomembranous colitis. This is sort of a, a nice case in 3D with MIP and just a uh, routine image. What you're looking at is a lesion in the tail of the pancreas. And what I'm showing you in this case, which I wanted to accentuate, is often on MIP imaging, enhancement is better seen. And so in this case, you see what appears to be rim enhancement. And what tumors enhance? Well, you get a metastatic renal cell, but the one you really think about is a neuroendocrine tumor. They can enhance diffusely in the rim or centrally, they can calcify. So the best diagnosis here is a neuroendocrine tumor. IPMNs do not enhance, Hamudi tumors look different, they're in younger patients, they're more solid. Complex cystic mass is just a term, I don't even know what that means, I threw that in as a wrong answer. But this is very nice for a neuroendocrine tumor. The patient has a GI bleed. And what's the best diagnosis in this case? This is a wonderful case. If you look at the axial images only, it looks like maybe a pancreatic mass, a node, something in the porta, neuroendocrine tumor, whatever you might be thinking about. But look what happens in the coronal view. You realize what you're looking at is the portal vein is just 
markedly enlarged as an aneurysm of the portal vein. Very uncommon, a few reported cases. Beautiful example is not a hepatic artery aneurysm. You could think of that initially, and it's not a neuroendocrine tumor or a Hamudi tumor, things to think about, but a wonderful example of portal vein aneurysm. These can be treated at times conservatively or can be resected. In this case, I said, what is the small vascular lesion in the pancreas? What's the most likely diagnosis? Well, when you look at it very carefully, the first thing to notice in this patient is the fact the patient has had a right nephrectomy. And so although when I think about a small vascular tumor in the pancreas, I would almost always say neuroendocrine tumor, the key thing to note is once you see a nephrectomy, you've got to be thinking about renal cell carcinoma. So no, this is obviously not a normal pancreas. It's not an AV malformation. This is metastatic renal cell carcinoma to the head of the pancreas. Very, very classic case. Beautiful example. Also, I show you this case with arterial and venous phase imaging. And look how easy it is to see the lesion in the arterial phase, and look how difficult it is to see the lesion in the venous phase. That's the important reason why when we do renal cell carcinomas, looking for metastasis, be it liver, pancreas, bowel, muscle, early phase imaging is indeed critical. This next case is a very nice example. There's a large mass, and it's invading the right ventricle. It's extending into the right atrium as well. Now, you could think about a angiosarcoma that typically occurs in this location, usually by the atrium. But so I didn't give you that as a possibility because I don't want you to say that because it isn't. This could be metastatic lung cancer that can go to chambers. It's not a neuroendocrine tumor. Mesotheliomas can invade directly into the heart, can invade chest wall and pleura. But this is a very nice example of infiltration by lymphoma. Large solid mass. If I would have shown you the patient's abdomen, you would have seen a small bowel tumor. Uh, B-cell lymphoma, particularly common to involve the heart and other organs as things go. Most commonly immunosuppressed patients, AIDS patients, and the like. Just a very, very nice example. Now, in this case, I'm showing you a CT in a PET and asking you for the best diagnosis. And in the CT, you see a mass in the cecum. On the PET, the mass has increased uh, avidity. This is classic for malignancy, and it's most likely colon cancer. Could this theoretically be lymphoma? The answer is yes. Primary lymphoma of bowel is pretty rare. It's not diverticulitis, and it's not appendicitis. Looking at the CT scan, both of those can actually have increased uptake on PET. This is a very nice example of an adenocarcinoma of the cecum. Very nice case. Very classic, in fact. This was a really good case. This patient was evaluated for cystic pancreatic lesion. And look what we found in the kidney. There's a very vascular lesion with AV shunting. Interestingly, the kidneys function symmetrically and normally. So what is this incidental finding? Well, it's not an angiomyelopoma. It's not fat. You see vascularity, think about a renal cell, but then you really look, and it's really a conglomeration of vessels. It's obviously not an abscess. What we're dealing with is an AV malformation, and we've seen several cases of AV malformations. Yes, you get them from trauma. You get them from biopsy. But in the cases we've seen, there's been no history. AV malformations can be confused with tumors. It can be confused with transitional cell carcinomas. Very nice incidental diagnosis. Just an absolutely beautiful example. What about this case? I give you the history of 50-ish-year-old female, and I'm showing you a cystic mass in the tail of the pancreas. 
The reason I put the history in there just like that, when you see a larger lesion, this is well over three centimeters, and a female in that age group, you got to be thinking about an MCN, a mucinous cystic neoplasma of the pancreas. And in fact, this indeed was that. IPMN, it's over 3CM. If you thought of about an IPMN, it's coming out. Adenocarcinomas are typically more solid. They don't have such cystic, you know, they can have cystic components, but they're not so cystic. And a moody tumors are cystic and solid. So a nice cystic lesion, 50-ish-year-old female, body and tail of pancreas, you better be thinking about an MCN. So anyway, I think I've showed you 10 really good cases covering a number of different topics, and hopefully you found them helpful, and hopefully you got them all right, or hopefully you learned something. And with that, I'll see you next month. Take care. Bye.